When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Mean Girl Pod. We're in a studio. We're finally back recording after our live shows. This is the first episode back. It's so, it feels really good to be back. I would say. <laughs> it, feel, it feels good to be back. What? That pause. I don't know. This is our second recording of the day. We're like going a little crazy. It's so funny too because I, every time you say welcome back to another episode of Mean Girl Pod, it's like I can say anything there. Like it could be whatever I want. No, literally, it's it's you. You what you say will carry the show. I just realized that that I you know I chose to say we're in a studio, which we are, which is really exciting. But I've just realized that I do at that moment have the power to say anything. Yes, hmm. I feel like we're living in Delulu land right now. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna bring it back because this episode's gonna be good because. Well, the live shows were great, and mm-hmm. that gave us a month of we, – we worked on the infrastructure of just media, et cetera. But it's it's so funny because now we're going to be back in that cadence of, like, talking to you guys every week. Yeah, someone DM'd us the other day, and they were like, when are you guys going to come go back to recording on a regular schedule so we can stay updated with your life? And it's like now, which is so fun because we've been keeping a little bit of a running list of everything that's happened over the past – I think it's been, like, three weeks, and I'm – I'm so excited to share my life. I know you're so excited to share your life. So it's going to be fun. What are what are we talking about today? <laughs> oh, we have a lot. <gasps> we have to we have to talk about your Paris trip. Pete met my parents. <sighs> we got to talk about how life's been since the news broke about your marriage. I don't even know what to call it. Yeah. Like, do we say recently divorced? I don't know. I know Jordan's like trying to type the new bio and I'm like, I don't know what you put, like newly single. Like, I don't know what you do it. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, okay. So what, what are we going to start with? Um, I think we should start with a little bit of a positive note. And I want to know about your trip to Paris because I, I haven't talked to you really since you've gotten back. Okay. So I have been saying I want to go to Paris and it hasn't dawned on me that there was nothing in my way of going. And so one day I got off the phone with my dad. It was this, I remember I was like sitting in bed and I was like, bye dad. And I hung up and I was like, oh no, like, oh no, I'm going to go to Paris, but I'm going to go like in the next two to three days type thing. Cause I needed like a, like I needed like a little whiplash or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Also with the way your brain works, you do everything uh, on a whim. All of a sudden you're like, that's it, that's should I go to Paris? I'm going to Paris. I'm going to book a flight right now. I'm going to go to Paris. Like I had to, and it was like I had to go because I knew that the relationship episode was coming. And I think that was causing me a lot more. There's, there's no good time to put that out, right? Yeah. Like you're never ready. And I realized that because if I'm not ready now, I'm not going to be any more ready in a year. Like it's just like, okay, so that just had to happen. And then we're, I think, I think there were so many things, so many things are so different now and I needed to pull the trigger on certain things like work-wise, things need, finances needed to be moved and it was like, I just needed a little kick in the butt and for some reason that to me was Paris and so I went and let me just say, I thought it was going to be great. It was fabulous. I can't, it's a feeling, like you can't explain Paris so if you've been there and you loved it, you know what I'm talking about. If not and you have any desire to go, I would say immediately. You make me want to go really badly. It's magnificent. It's dreamy. What was your favorite part of it? Because you were there a pretty short time. Yeah, I was there four days, three nights. Um, My favorite part was, well, you have to see it by water. Because when we were on the boat, the captain said, the best way to see Paris is by water because you're not worried about anything. Like, you, you know, sometimes you have to account for traffic or whatever. But when you're seeing it by water, all you have to do is take it in. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that it was deemed the most beautiful city in the world. Oh, is it really? Yes, Brittany, the girl, I, I'll get to her. But she kept telling me that. And I was like, it is. The, the architecture, it's, it's breathtaking. I didn't know that. I would assume, like... I don't know, Rome or somewhere in Greece would be. Yeah. Your pictures of the Eiffel Tower were breathtaking. 
They looked fake. It's a force to see that thing in person. You just, I, I just teared up. Like I was like, no, because I've always wanted to see it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, did you Photoshop this? Cause this is insane. It was unbelievable. And okay, the best part though was waking up mm-hmm. and just saying, I'm gonna go walk the streets and I'm gonna wander into coffee shops and I'm gonna eat a croissant. Like just doing that and really feeling like the culture and not planning. Usually when I go on trips, I plan a lot. Yeah. I didn't plan a lot. And we just walked and walked and just took in the city. And it was, it was remarkable. Is it a walkable city? V- extremely. Do they have public transportation? Yes. But Wait, you can walk? You can walk everywhere. We walked five miles one day. Just we went two, two and a half. And then we went two and a half back and like just walked and walked. And you just see the most fabulous people. Would I like the food there? You would. Lo- you would love the food there. How was the wine? Unbelievable. Was it how, like, what's the expense rate there? Is it like New York or? No, we bought a croissant and a coffee for $4. And I looked at her and I was like, what? She was like, oh yeah, it's so weird. The pricing, like, it's not that bad here. How much would be, like, did you ever get a bottle of wine? Okay, so Brittany doesn't drink. So I would get like glasses of wine, but we never got like a bottle. Okay. And my, the glasses were comparable. Okay. There, what did we get one time though? And I, I was, my jaw was on the floor. It was so cheap. Was it a meal? Yeah, I think it was like a. Was your steak fr- fritz? That was like eighty total, for two okay. of us. No, that's pretty darn good. Yeah, a full blown. Yeah, I know. So the prices weren't they weren't that bad. Okay. Um, I don't remember what it was, but and talk about Brittany, who she is, and how she came to be on this trip. So Brittany and I knew each other, but we had not met in person. And I posted on my Insta story and I was like, Paris or London? And she was about, she's a comedian. And so she was about to go on stage and she's standing in Philly, just texting me, but like needs to walk on the stage. And she's like, it's gotta be Paris. Like, it, And then she goes, it's so funny, Alex. I go yearly, but I haven't been this year. And she was like, it keeps entering my mind. And then schedule wise, she was like, I can also go in three days. And the cool thing about Brittany is Brittany is also divorced. So we had, I don't really have anyone to talk to around my age about it. And so two things happened on that trip. Like one, I would have never gone to Paris, but two, you know me, I won't even answer a phone call. So Mm -hmm. for me to go on a trip with somebody that I don't really know takes a lot. I was literally like, is she good? (laughs) I was better. I had the, she, she will always have a special place in my life. Like, and, and we just got lucky because we just hit it off and, like, are very similar. Like, in the morning, guess her routine. She's like, oh, I journal. I just journal, journal, journal. She tells show me I'm not journaling enough. She's like, you need to do three full pages because on the third page is where you really get to the uncomfortable stuff. So she was, like, the perfect person on this trip and changed my life. Like, Did she? Do you guys share a hotel room? No, but we had connecting rooms. Okay. Wait, the, I, I mean, I just can't imagine, to how good it was to be able to talk to someone who's a female, your own age, who's going through— or who went through divorce. Like, you guys relate on a, a level that no one else will understand. And we could just sit there and I could say things. And she, she's she been divorced for like a year and a half, I think, or a year. And I could say things and she could take it and say and expand on it because she like really, she's like digested it more. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, that's exactly how I feel. And she'd be like, uh-huh. And so she had, talking to her was just effortless. Wait, I love that. It was, it was really healing. I was so happy you went on that trip. And there was one part that made me so happy. So, um, like, first of all, I'm just glad you went because you. I feel like you talked about it forever. And I just needed to go. You needed to. Like, you needed you, – you literally went through one of the hardest things that anyone goes through in life. I think they – what do therapists say? Like, divorce is, like, top three. It's number two, lo- losing a child. Grief, in terms of grief. I guess losing a child – Graham's the one that told me this, but losing a child's one and then divorce is two. So it's like you needed to do something for yourself, especially before – like, life's going to get just busier for us with, like, just media ra- ramping up, Mean Girl Pod ramping up, the holidays. Like, we had episodes already, like, banked. I was like, Alex, you got to go now. But one of the days – so you were only in Paris, like, four days. And one of the days we had a meeting set, and I remember you were at dinner, and you, like, texted me, and you were like, Jordan, can you can you take this call? And I was like, of course. Like, you're in Paris, and you're like, I – don't want to be the hero right now because I know in a year if I don't just go to dinner and enjoy it, I'm going to look back and regret it. And I was so happy you said that because I was like, in no way, shape, or form is a 30-minute call ever going to be more important than you experiencing a beautiful dinner in Paris. Let's talk about way. 
the best thing that has happened to our hair in a very long time. And you know what's coming up soon before you know it? What? Christmas. You got to buy Christmas presents. I know. And are you the type that like already has yours done by July or no? So I don't have mine purchased yet, but I have a note on my notes. <laughs> I have a running note on my phone with like my mom, dad, Pete, brother, and the gifts that I'm going to be buying next to it. Well, what you need <laughs> to get your mom is all of your favorite whey products. And I have been using the leave-in conditioner and the dry shampoo religiously because I will go one a full seven days without dry washing my hair. And I just mm -hmm. pop in the dry shampoo and I've been loving it. And I know you said that you were obsessed with the hair oil. Yes. Yeah, so I, so I've, I've tried so many oils on my hair over my whole life and their hair oil. I'm literally obsessed with one. I wash my hair every day. So my hair is naturally more dry. It hydrates my hair. It makes it shiny. I have it in today. Mm -hmm. And it also gives me like this, like nice, like blowout. Like I don't use any hot tools on it besides my hair dryer when I use the hot or the, the, oil. That's so nice. And it's for their, it, that the oil specifically keeps your color from fading, which I think is really important. Um, and so ladies and gentlemen, lucky you, because you're going to save 15% off site-wide when we give you, yeah, 15, I know, I know did it's incredible. Five oh? No, one five. Oh, one five. 15%. Still good. <laughs> I might've said 50. You did. Um, <laughs> I was like, what? Holy cow. Still 15 is good. Yeah. We'll take any discounts this holiday. So whether the person you're Gifting has fine, medium, or thick hair, or multiple hair concerns, Way's got you covered. So go to theway.com. This is T H E O U A I. That's T H E O U A I.com for 15% off site wide and enter promo code GIRL. That's the T H E O U A I.com for 15% off with code GIRL. It was this because I think that there are things. It that was like a euphoric moment because, and it, it's crazy that it took me being at at a two Michelin star restaurant in Paris, <laughs> looking amongst the lights, like having this fabulous dinner. But it was a really authentic dinner. It wasn't like a fancy dinner. It was like a cool. Mm -hmm. And I and I in that moment, I'm like, okay, I got to go outside for this 30 minute call. And then I thought, did you just hear yourself? Like you getting up to take that call would have done me more harm. Not taking it, like. Because there's times where I think I think in this this journey, where you say that was a pivotal moment, like you drained the accounts to zero or something, and or you you know you stayed up all night, and, and there's going to be those times. But this wasn't that. No, and I was like, this this isn't the hero moment. Like the thing to do here is not go to the call. And it wasn't like this was a groundbreaking call that was going to change the w shape of our lives no. or it was like a call with a with an investor or something. It was just a basic call. It's random, just one of those calendar fills. And it was at 8 o'clock Paris time and you're at dinner. And it just made me appreciate like the way you do work so much more. And it made me also take a step back and be like, no, it's the little things in life that matter. And it's like the put down the phone moments in life that matter. Like that, that's, we don't glorify that enough. Like we're always like work, work, work. But it's like doing that trip gave me so much clarity. Yeah. You know, like I work better now. Yeah. I remember one time someone emailed us and you had emailed them at like, I think it was like one o'clock in the morning. And, and this was like during like you weren't sleeping stage. And he, I remember like gave you a high five and was like, I can tell you're working hard. And, and I was like, I don't appreciate the, those types of people anymore who like give us pats on the back for like working the long hours. I appreciate people who like do the hard work, but also like balance their life and make sure they're living a life full of fulfillment and spending time with their friends and family. And it was, it's just the older I get and the more that we're doing this, especially now that we're like creating our own business, I'm just like, I'll never look at someone and be like, I want to be like you because you work harder. I look at people and I'm like, I want to be you because you work so hard, but you also have such a balanced and fulfilled life. I agree. And I, and I thought, I remember when he, I remember when he sent that. And what I thought at that time was I might email you at four. There, there might be, there might be weeks where it is all day, every day, mm -hmm. but I don't, that's not like, that just, that's just the process. Yeah. That just needs to happen. And I just don't know why we would hand out like a clap for that. And then there's going to be times where, there's a Friday where we're like, phones are off. Mm -hmm. Everyone go do something. Like, just the the richness that needs to happen. Yeah. But not not for any types of, not medals, nothing like that. Just simply, this, that's what I've learned this year, too, is like, 
it's been a tough year, but on the other side of it, it's just, these are, this is just shit you got to do. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, I know. I just, I loved that you said that because I was like, you're not going to get, I don't know the next time we're going to be able to go to Paris. Oh, hopefully soon. <laughs> hopefully soon, but <laughs> it's not going to be. Like, you, you'll just never look back at that moment and be like, dang, wish I didn't take the call. Now you can be like, I'm so happy that. And it was one of my favorite dinners. Like, it, like I, I was like, yay. Um, yeah, so go to Paris and see the Eiffel Tower. Go walk and get a coffee and and you have to do the boat thing. So that's those are my Paris recs. Okay, Paris is on my bucket list now. Thank yeah. you. You must. You must go. Um, all right. Let's talk about Pete meeting the parentals. Oh, God. Yeah. So um, like I was saying, we had episodes bang. So you were like, I'm going to Paris. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Florida. Um, and so Pete and I have been together for like four months now. And my parents are like, we want to meet him because I don't know the next time they're going to have the opportunity to. They live in Florida. He's from uh, New York, like my parents don't come to New York that often because they live in Rhode Island all summer. So that's like in their head when they come to the Northeast. So I was like, let's go to Florida. So we're, we went to Florida. He met my parents. It was so great. Like they love him. He loves them. Um, but <laughs> the part of the story that is just so funny is when he met my parents, we went to the beach and he got stung by a jellyfish. Oh. Oh, no, not jellyfish. A stingray. A stingray. Got oh, God, stingray. that's so much worse. You got somebody stingray. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Did I, I say jellyfish to you earlier? I think you said jellyfish. Stingrays are, those, those are the big bad boys. Yeah, where they have the, so when you get stung by a stingray, it's not like a jellyfish sting where they just like sting you. They like, they have a prong at the end of their tail that goes inside you. Mm -mm. So, okay, wait, where, where were you? So we were at Lido Beach okay. in Sarasota. And I have to like explain this full story because it's like, I felt like I was in a movie. Oh, my God. Okay. So we're going to the beach for, like, a nice day. It's, like, 80 degrees out, literally mm. not a cloud in the sky. Mm. And the Sarasota beaches are stunning. It's, like, where Siesta Keys is. It's, like, beautiful Ooh. white sand. And that day we were – my mom was, like, yeah, the water's so nice. Like, people can see stingrays and dolphins and all this stuff. And in my head I'm, like, oh, stingrays are so nice because they're at petting zoos. Like, they just <laughs> float. Like, because, you know, when people no. go on vacation, like – Totally. Besides R.I.P. Steve Irwin, but that's because he got stung in the heart. Um, but my, my parents went on a walk, they came back and then I was like, Pete, should we go in the water? So we're going in the water and the water is so beautiful and shallow and you can walk out super far because it's like the high sands that kind of go low. And we're just like walking in the water or like splashing each other, being like cute <laughs> and flirting. <laughs> but they're just like, haha, I'm like, don't splash me. All of a sudden, Pete like drops. <laughs> To the floor or in, in the water. Oh my gosh. And he's like, ow, oh my God, Jordan, something bit me. And I'm thinking like maybe he stepped on like a, um, a glass bottle based off of like a scream. And he picks up his foot. And I'm not kidding you, Alex. There's a hole in his foot in blood. It, okay, so he got, he got stung on the side of his ankle. And there's, it's like, in the movies where you see someone get stabbed in the neck artery and blood is just squirting out. I'm not kidding you. Blood was just going, like, spewing out of his foot. Oh, my God. Like, a perfect little hole. Blood was spewing. So it just pierced? Like, my heart's beating. Yes, because it's like a little, it's like a little, oh um, like, a, like just like a little, bar it's almost like a metal barb that just, like, mm -mm. like, a needle sticks in your foot. And I'm just like... I'm like, did a shark bite? Like, I don't know what <laughs> happened. Did a shark? But like, initially I was like, okay, we have to find something to like press against it to stop the bleeding. So I'm like running out of the water. I'm like, I got to get a towel. I'm like, mom, get the lifeguard. I'm actually very, very good about high pressure situations. Okay. You thrive. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I like get a towel. He's like, I feel so bad. I like leave him in the water. He's like limping, like oh. falling over. He can't even walk. A pool of blood is following him. Like, and I'm not exaggerating, like, a literal pool of blood is following him. People are like, what just happened? He's now laying on the beach. I have a towel, like, pressed up against him. People are coming up to say, are you, is he okay? And then he's like, I for sure got stung by a jelly, or a stingray, because he saw the hole in his foot. It's just like a perfect hole. I can't even describe it. Do people know about this? Like, okay. So... I run and get, or my mom run, runs and get the lifeguard. The lifeguard comes over. The lifeguard's calm as a cucumber. He's like... Yep, that's a jellyfish, or fuck, I, that's a stingray sting, happens all the time. I'm like, but do you see the blood squirting out? He's like, he's like, can you walk? And I'm like, why is he being so calm? I'm like freaking out inside. Pete looks like he's about to pass out. He's pale as can be. Oh my God, I bet. He's like, can't even speak. He's in so much pain. 
Oh, so it doesn't just sting right then. It, it stays. Oh, it oh, is. Oh, my life chills all over my no, body. No, it is like the worst pain ever. He said it felt like someone cut his foot off. <gasps> like people, like lifeguards. I did a bunch of like TikTok research and people are like, it's like giving birth. It's like the worst pain you'll ever encounter. And it kind of goes up your whole foot. And it's not like a burning. It's like someone's hitting you with like a hammer type of pain. Like it's like you break an ankle, break like that type of pain. Oh my gosh. And we he gets into the the car of the lifeguard. Blood's just going everywhere. Like the, my beach towel was soaked in blood. We get to the EMT area. He's walking and blood is literally just every every step. Like just ugh. squirting out of him. We, we get to the head lifeguard and he's like helping him bandage up. He's like, he was like, yeah, and like this happens literally every day lately because I guess it's like jellyfish season. He's like stingray season. Sting, stingray season. If I say jellyfish, I mean stingray. Stingray, stingray. It's sting, stingray season and people are getting stung constantly. And the only way to fix this, you have to put your, your foot in hot water oh. for like two hours. Oh. And it doesn't necessarily help get rid of the pain fully, but every hour the pain goes down a bit. So the first two hours are the worst. Oh, my God. And then from there, the pain slowly starts to go away. And in 24 hours, the pain's fully gone. Um, but the lifeguard was like, yeah, this happens like every day, but yours is definitely the worst I've seen so far because he's, he uh, stung you in the artery of your foot. That's no. why it's squirting out. The artery? Yeah. So uh, does that make it hurt worse too? I don't know if it makes it hurt worse, but it makes it so it was able to go in farther because it didn't hit Ow. a bone. It hit the squishy part of your foot. So Stop. I know. Sorry. That would have to hurt so bad. I'm like almost throwing up at this point. Because instead of hitting a bone, it just goes. Mm. Um, oh, you know that hurt. Yeah. So Pete can't even speak. The lifeguard cauterized it. He was good to go. Um, but he's fine now, but he had to get a tetanus shot because, like, it's a wild animal. He had to go on antibiotics. His foot is so swollen and bruised because he, like, most people are fine in 24 hours. But his, since I think it hit the artery, his whole foot is just, like, he can't even walk on it. Like, the poor guy. And it's just painful, like excruciating. Excruciating pain. He was fine. Like he said his pain level was at like a four that, at the end of the day oh this morning. He said it was like, like a two. He just can't walk on it. But I'm like, of course. The first time you meet my parents, and my, none of us cared, but I felt bad for him because he's like, we were going to have like a fun Saturday and like the rest of the night. But instead, all we could do was like sit. No, I feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Yeah, and he couldn't move, and he was, like, in a place that he's not comfortable. Right. But his foot, oh. Oh, my gosh. I'm shocked. He texted me. He's like, I don't feel very good today. I was like, what's well, probably, like, honestly, the mix of the tetanus shot and antibiotics you're on. Yeah, it's probably messing with him. Yeah. I just can't. I've never seen that or heard of that. So I went on TikTok, and I was, like, looking it up. There are these people showing videos of, like, tents set up on the beach of people sitting and putting their foot in these bags of hot water because it happens so commonly. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I would, I'm, would. i like, less—like, are you going to be afraid now? I'm not going in the ocean anymore. I don't think I am either. Like, that sounds like that would—because a jellyfish sting is not that bad, right? Well, jellyfish sting is it's just, like—it doesn't go in your body. It, like, stings you. Yeah. A stingray, it's—it's, like, they're— metal thing on their tail okay. sticking in you. I have the I have the chills. That's awful. Yeah. Quick pause to talk about BetterHelp because this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How much do we love therapy? I love therapy so much. I actually started going back last week and I am not kidding you when I say it totally changed the rest of my week. I mean, I went from like downward to com like my days were getting better after therapy. It's unbelievable. The way that it can untangle you when you're in a knot is there's nothing better. That's a great way to put it. And so on that note, do you guys ever feel like your brain is getting in the way? Every yes. Day. Like you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't seem to do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. You guys, therapy is, Jordan and I are massive proponents of this. It's gotten us through so many ups and downs in our life. And so we've benefited from it greatly. And we want to pass that on to you guys. So 
to you guys. Wow. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge, which is the best. So make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Mean Girl today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Mean Girl. Okay, so that happens, what, Saturday day? Yeah, Saturday at like 11 a.m. Oh, my gosh. I know. We were at the beach for like an hour. But you said that your dad and him were best friends. Oh, my God, yeah. They they like hung out all weekend. They talked. My mom got along great. Like, it could not have gone better. I mean, he's such a likable person, but my parents both were like, he is such a great guy. We're so happy you guys found each other. And to hear, like, your mom and dad say that at this age means so much more than when you're, like, 18. Totally. So they really liked him. Okay, that's really sweet. Yeah. So it was fun, but, like, that's obviously a damper. But yeah, that's also kind of a bonding experience, and you guys will laugh about it. Oh, my God. It's such a bonding experience. Also, we travel so well together. And oh, we also— Is your first trip? First trip Flying? together. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And first, like, high-pressure press- situation, and we both handled it very well. That, the first, the first trip on an airplane with somebody that you're dating, I feel like there's a lot of room for error because if the person, when the plane lands, gets up and walks ahead of everybody else out of the deplaning order, that would be a deal breaker for me. Oh my God, yeah. Plane etiquette it would be a deal breaker. In general. Yeah. So everything was good. He let me sit on the aisle, even though we had the middle aisle, and I was like, you can have the aisle. He was like, no, you can have the aisle. I was like, okay. That was nice. Yeah. Wait, okay, good. So, um... What else is there at an air at an airport? Um, he did he want to get there early? He, it was my agenda. He just followed it. Okay, so he was good going seven hours early to the mm-hmm. airport. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't have anything to say about that. No, this is your guy. Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> what did he do on the flight? Um, so I worked on my laptop and he watched TV on his iPad. Okay. Yes, we were both iPad kids. We le- we kept to ourselves. I s- fell asleep on his shoulder for like an hour. He just let me sit there. Cute. Okay, this is this is promising. Now, we obviously have to know about the bedroom situation. Yes. One thing I will say is he kept trying to talk to me on the flight, and I was like, I get, and I would look at the thing. I was like, one more hour of silence. Yeah, don't talk to me right now. <laughs> Until we land, and then I will not be an iPad kid anymore. Right. Um. Oh, yeah, so the bedroom thing I was going to ask you. So if... Back in the day, like when you and Graham were, well, I guess it's hard because you guys live in the same city, but, um, but we had, but we had this. Okay. So if you guys were visiting your mom and dad or his mom and dad, would your parents let you guys before marriage sleep in the same beds? Okay. So my parents would not, and he would have to stay in the guest bedroom. (laughs) Same with my brother and his girlfriend. Oh yeah. I know that one was shocking. And then, but if we were at Graham's, they didn't mind. Okay. And they would book one hotel room, Graham's family would, and my parents would book two hotel rooms if we traveled together. And then how was the hotel? Would Michael and Graham be in a room? No, I, no, I think everyone had their own room. Okay. They would get him his own room though. Yeah. Oh my God. Because it's kind of awkward then if he like comes and stays in mine, then like my brother would know. Yeah. You know, like that's like weird. But, but I will say with my brother, because- Parents are so much harder on the daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say with my brother, they would book my brother and his girlfriend, now fiance, hotel rooms together. When we got, they, like, they could stay together. But when we got engaged, I remember the rules lessened entirely. We could stay in the same room together. So when Michael and his fiance come visit home now, they, they could stay in the same room. Only since being engaged, though. Or could they for a while before? Because Michael's older. He's in his upper thir- He's in his 30s. Yeah. And, it, and Michael, it was Michael's idea to like have her stay. Like they they wanted to. They like felt weird the first like couple times they came home. Okay. Michael was like, we're going to stay in separate rooms. But then they just kind of, yeah, started staying together. And, but with Graham and I, I remember being like, do we stay in the same room? And my parents were like, no, he'll stay in the guest bedroom for the first couple times. And I was like, right. Yeah. So like younger, when... My boyfriend and I of five years would visit each other. I wouldn't even want to stay in the same room. I'm like, eh, we're we're like 18, 19. Like, you feel weird coming out of the room for breakfast yeah. together. Yeah. It feels disrespectful. I don't know. But visiting my parents, I remember being like, Mom, if you want Pete and I to come visit, we're sharing a room. I'm like, he's 30. I'm 28. You're like, pay, you pay for your flight. Like, you you get to, right. 
like he lives alone. Obviously, when I visit him, I sh- sleep in his bed. He sleeps in mine. We're so yeah, we're not twenty one anymore. But my dad was like, "No, you're not sharing a room." And I was like, "Well, what if Colton brought a girl home and that's my brother?" And he was like, "Well, that's a different story." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is so unfair." It is so unfair, but I but I get it in the sense yeah. of like. That's your little girl. Like, uh, yeah. like they know. They know. Yeah, but my they mom, don't want to know. My mom didn't care. <laughs> right. But I remember the day before we came, my mom was like, which room do you want? And I was like, give Pete the better room. Like, I don't really care. And she was like, well, dad hasn't said anything. Maybe you guys can share the room. And then when we got there, I didn't say anything. And I just went, like, I put my stuff in my room and then slept in his room every night. Because I was like. There, I can't just like sleep in my bed knowing you're right there across the hall. Right. Like, I think I want to be with you. Well, I think the middle, yeah. What, the, and then on the other side, what do you guys want to wake up in the morning like high five? Yeah. Like, because you, but I do like the, I put my stuff in my room and then I, that's like the middle ground. Yeah. And like we didn't hang out in the rooms. We were with my parents the entire time. The only times we, were, we weren't with them is when we were actually sleeping. It's not like we were like, we're going to go in our rooms and hang out. Right. You were, you were respectful. Like you, you can read a room. Yeah. When you were growing up, could you have a boy in your bedroom with the door closed? I don't think so. I never did. I couldn't. I never, I don't think I even thought about asking because I knew it would be a no. We had a four on the floor um, rule at my house where like if we were upstairs on the couch watching a movie, all four feet had to be on the floor. Like you couldn't be like up cuddling. Yeah. I know. know. It was so hard having a boyfriend in high school because- I had the downstairs where it wasn't like a basement with the door closed. It was, um, I had like a one-story walkout. So they would just walk down the stairs and it was like four steps before it was an opening to pretty much see everything. So at all times I was always like on high alert. And then my boyfriend, my first boyfriend in high school, he didn't have a basement. So his parents would have to go up to bed and we would hang out on their common floor. No. Yeah. Uh, I think, okay, so we had the upstairs playroom communal. Mm-hmm. That was like ours. You, uh, you've been there. That's how my other boyfriends was. Yeah, that that's nice if you can have that. But I think the most messed up thing a parent can do is walk up those stairs quietly. Like, I, I my dad would, be, you know, he'd be like, he's coming. Like, you yeah. know, and he'd be like, I'm coming up the stairs. You know, but I remember one time my mom tiptoed on up there, gave no warning. And I, w- I was just like, ah. Were you like, doing anything? No, I think I think we were like holding hands or something. But even <laughs> if he has his arm around you, like you would like to have time to undo that. But if parents sneak attack, oh my gosh, it makes me want to cry. When I was in Florida with Pete, we didn't even like touch. We were like, don't touch me. Sit on the opposite side of the couch of me. You just mind as well. Like I'm like that too. I'm just like, can we just not? Yeah. We can do it later. I'll never be a PDA girl in front of families. Your parent, your I just it's for me like you saying your mom doesn't care about the bedrooms. I totally get. It is that dad daughter dynamic, yeah. Where you bring that boyfriend home, they don't want to see you walk into the room. They don't want to see you hold hands. Like it just makes me makes my skin crawl. It just made me so mad though, because I was like, oh, so Colton can though the double standard of a dad with a daughter versus son. Yeah, oh, guys can do. I remember back. I remember like I in high school couldn't. My brother could like spend the night out five nights in a row and like basically be with like a girl and like we would all know it and I would have to be home by like 10. No, literally. <laughs> my brother could literally wander off into the world and come back. Three days later, my parents would be like, did you have fun? Right. It was like, Jordan, what are you doing? Who are you going to be with? You're one minute late to curfew. And I'm like, he doesn't even have one. And they would say, yeah, he's a boy. And I'd be like, oh. It's it the the double standard growing up. I'm going to do it to my kids. <laughs> I'm oh, going to yes. be like, not my little girl, honey. <laughs> I don't even know if I want a girl because I don't want to even deal with that. I know. I, I know. I just am going to be, oh gosh. And then we know because oh, we are girls. So I'm like, well. <laughs> Watch us only have girls. Like five girls. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. It's uh, terrifying. It is. Did you see that TikTok I sent you about um, couples in their own language? No. Where it was like when you're talking about things to talk about this episode, and it's like how the girl was like, if anyone ever heard me and my boyfriend talking, I would never be able to walk outside again. Because like the the language you form with your significant other is so like cringy and like you can't even understand it. Right. Like, did you have that? Yes. Well, I was trying to think right now of we had Graham and I had one word. That I remember thinking, like, 
why did we normalize this? <laughs> like, it, why is that normal? Like, what, what would we say? There, there was like, yeah, we totally had our own language. And you don't use it outside the house. No. No, because you, it's like, you can't even admit it. Are you guys starting to form that? It's so bad. I'm like, if anyone heard the things I say, everything is like um, E at the end of it. Like, um, or not E, it's like L-E. Like, I don't, I can't even say any of the words. Yeah, don't, yeah. Well, no, okay, wait. So, I know. Like, um, you know how poodle, like a poodle? Uh-huh. Um, like, poodle, like a ol at the end of it. Okay, wait. So, like, you guys would say, what's an example? I for the life of me. Um, I remember Cudsies was cuddles. Like, I do, I, that's the one that keeps like, <laughs> Cudsies, maybe he'll say that. I'll say like, tidesy. <laughs> What's that mean? Oh, because I'm tired. I'd be like, I tie, I tie, tie. I would say tie, tie. That's what I would do. I would say I tie, tie. <laughs> like a child, like a literal, like a two year old. I don't know why. There's probably some science to it that like defaults to like your inner child being like, I tie, tie. Like, and he knows I'm tired and like, what? You're right. There is a. I'll be like, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> there is like a language. I'm like, I'm tidesy. <laughs> but I'll say it like a baby was like, I'm tidesy. Why? <laughs> like, what is the baby? Like, what is that too? Like the baby voice thing that if a guy ever said like, I tie tie, I'd be like, what? <laughs> Why can I not picture you saying that? I don't know. I hate it though. <laughs> if anyone ever heard... What like and like the nicknames you come up oh, with? Oh, what's them? your what's your nickname for him? Oh, he's gonna literally kill me, but I don't even care. I call him like Turtle. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Wait, why Turtle? I don't know what. I, like I, Turtle. Petey when t- Pete turned to Petey and like <laughs> Sweetie Petey and like my dog's name is Elroy and my mom always called Elroy Pete. I don't know why. That's funny. What are the odds? So, like, I used to call Elroy Petey. No. But, like, Pete's become Petey. So, I would get Mal Elroy, like, Petey 1, meet Petey 2. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, wait. What's he call you? Oh. Nicknames are also, the, like, they're just the best. Yeah. He calls me so many things. I can't even repeat them because they're so cringy. Well, I want to hear one. Give us one. We have to have... One, the uh, least worst. He calls me pancake. That's cute. That's, <laughs> that's like, kind of cute. Like the least cringe. That's kind of cute. Pancake's kind of. That's cute. Wait, that's cute. Oh, and I call him turtle. Turtle. Where'd you get turtle? I have no idea. You just. But that's the thing. Like you can't explain it. It just happens. The origin of nicknames. You don't know how they exist. No. Like obviously, like A B J W. Like we got that from somewhere. Like, obviously, our names, but like. I'm sure you called Graham names over the, the, the your lifespan where you were like, how did I think of that? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, it's just, I don't know why couples do this, but it is just. That's funny, but they do. And their language is like, you literally can't leave the house saying. No. They're like sacred. Like, even saying what I just said, Pete's going to kill me. Right. 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 The, but it's, but every, but the thing is, everybody does it. Everyone. Like, it is so cringe when you say it out loud. You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe. But, like, we're all also listening have to be like, okay, but same. I'm tight. <laughs> okay, like, Why can I not picture you saying that at all? I don't know. I hate it. Like, saying it back and, like, I don't know her. I can't even picture you being, like, a, like a little, like. Cute little, like, baby. no. Baby, no. No. I no. can see, like, your boyfriend being like, I'm tight. You'd be like, okay, go to bed. No, yeah, they don't <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> what? But when, when I saw a TikTok, I was like, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Such a thing. <laughs> Such a thing. Oh. Do you want to know something funny? What? Someone DM'd us the other day and they're like, God, for having a podcast for almost two years, you guys suck at transitions. And I was like, yeah, we still do. Right. Can we not let that be like a bit though, bro? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's where your ad will be placed actually. I bet you listened through to the end though of every episode. <laughs> Thank you for your, your engagement. What, what did somebody say? Somebody like typed a hate, like a real hate comment. On some, and I remember I was sitting by somebody, and they were like, "Oh my God, are you okay?" And I was like, "Yes." Let me tell you why I love this comment because that was in that was at like minute fifty two of the episode. So this person listened to the whole thing, follows all the accounts, 
and took the time to type out that. Like, I'm flattered. Oh, my God. If I, I'll look through my DMs sometimes, and if it's, like, a hate comment, I'll click on it. And if they're following me, I'll just let it be because I'm like, thank you for following me. Yeah. And if they don't follow me, that's when I'll be, like, block. But right. I'm like, if, I'm like, so you follow me and hate follow me? I'm like, I'm honored. Right. Right, like you, you didn't. If if somebody gets something off of a clip, all right, fine. You all you were doing is scrolling. Yeah. But if you're gonna listen to the entire hour episode, that's fine. Yeah. That's great. But I was like, yeah, we we do kind of suck at transitions. We sure do. You know, we're not perfect. No, and we own it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. what's this segment? Um. <laughs> well. Oh, have the okay. How how are how has life been? I I hate. I feel like single is such an intense word, but how has it been not? Living alone. Yeah, like living alone. Like, I can I tell you, I was so nervous for the episode to come out. Mm-hmm. So nervous. And I woke up that day and was so relieved because for the past five ish months, six, I've been not, not authentic, but I've been balled up in this like, I've had this constant weight on me. And I think that comes with the job because this is what we do for a living. So people just naturally are invested in our lives. And I felt just like this mass, I felt like two different people. I felt like a massive disconnect of who I was being on Instagram. People would DM me and be like, not sure what's going on with you and Graham. And it's like, I know. Mm-hmm. I just can't say it. And, and I couldn't say it because, ugh, I don't even know why, but it just... And now I'm like, so much has happened in my life. Like I moved. I live alone. I'm I'm doing this whole like, who is Alex without Graham? Like for 10 years, I was with a person and it was wonderful. But the past six months, you're j- it's just been shockingly different. Um, I'm really happy. I'm sad. I saw one of my best friends and she said, how are you? I said, I'm really happy. And she said, but how are you? And I said, oh, oh, there are days where I can't believe that it happened, that he's not here anymore. Like, cause I never thought that that would happen, but equally I'm really at peace. Um, and I feel alive and I feel like my life, I feel like I, I earned this life kind of. Like I, I had to do, kind of go through a lot. It was messy. Um, and it was scary. And it was sad. But, the, but it was mainly scary, I would say. Um, and then to be here and say, okay, somehow I put one foot in front of the other every day. I I get like butterflies kind of like I walk around this city and I'm like, I love living here. I love like what we do. I love, I love all, I just, I love this life kind of. And I feel like it means more because grief gives you purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And to go through something like that and say, this isn't ideal, but this is for me. Yeah. And to say, I'm going to put my happiness like bullishly first. And some people aren't going to agree with it. And it, do- and it doesn't matter. The only thing that mattered was, like, me getting myself to where I wanted to go. And it was like, I, that didn't match up to what a lot of people thought should happen. But it was so freeing to say, no, this is what should happen. Yeah. And so I'm so excited in the weirdest way that it's out there and I can now, because it was going to happen either way. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that it's out there and now I can just keep living the life that I have been living, but I just feel like people have caught up. It, it was weird. I don't, I didn't owe anybody the episode, but I know Graham wanted me to do it. And I know we have shared so much. So why, you know, that's kind of the duty of, of being honest on here, but I would see people like on the West side highway or something and they'd be like, Hey, AB, you know, they'd be like a fan of the pod. And I'd just be like, hey, and I just always felt this, you don't know mm-hmm. where I, you, you don't know. And I'm happy now that every piece of my life like matches. Well, I'm sure it's nice too. like you have a, a part of you or like, I feel like something feels like it's lifted off of you where you can just go outside and if you 
want, you can do this or talk to this person or in five months start going on dates and you don't have to worry about thinking twice like, oh, wait, this person doesn't know that like I actually am fully single now or this or that. Like I feel like you just must have like this sense of relief, of freeing. I don't even know how to describe it. It felt, yeah, it felt like 85% real. Mm -hmm. And now it feels, after the live show, it felt a little bit more real. But then that episode airing, now it feels 100% like real. Yeah. And like every part of me is caught up and we all, it's like I just, I was running, I was over my skis and now I'm like, we fell and we stood up and we were like, okay. Yeah. And it, and it is, this year for me will be without a doubt the hardest and without a doubt the most powerful. Um, I've learned more about myself and like humans th- the past six months than I ever knew possible. Oh my God, nothing will, I feel like this is kind of a crazy sentence, but I don't think anything's going to phase you going forward in life. You've been through. <sighs> there was a, there was a moment I remember when like he had moved out. What was it? He had moved out. Some people near close to me had freaked out and, and rightfully so. I did a very bad job of explaining to my close friends and family what was happening. And it was the only way I could do it. I had to shell off. Yeah. And I, and I'll say this, I think when somebody's going through something, I'm not so sure I used to have a ton of empathy for them or understanding, but I'll say now I had to like a lifeline, just do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And that was required for me to live. So I don't regret that, but I do understand the way people reacted with maybe like not having so much information. So that's happening. And then like I get the news that like there will be no money. And then like we lost our job. And I was like, I'm in the trenches taking grenades. But I wouldn't trade any of it. I mean, when they say like when it rains, it pours. When it rained in your life, it was tsunamiing. I I was like in disbelief. I was like, this girl must have something bright at the end of her tunnel. (laughs) But there always was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember saying, if this is the price I have to pay, let's pay it. Yes. Like if this is it for me to end up in the place that my heart wants to be, if this is what I have to do, not not one thing is going to stop me. Yeah. And that was really like, okay. Well, we'll see about that. I I told you the thing about the TikToks everyone made last year of like calling God to see if I'm on his chosen list for 2023. <laughs> I wish I would have made it so I could go back over and be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, like you couldn't, you could write a movie about your life in 2023. It was funny, but I, I would not change it. Oh my God. No, it got to, got you to where you are today. With, yeah, with, and I, and I, I'll say this cause I wanted to talk about this. Um, but the, there was like, there's the five steps of stages of grief mm-hmm. and I never, Graham and I talked about this. I hated those because one of them is what anger. Yeah. And I always remember being like, uh, so there's a part apparently where I'm supposed to get really mad. Yeah. And then I hated like expecting that. So whenever I, I went to Canyon Ranch and I was talking to a therapist there back in like August. And I remember he said, there's, there's the four, there's the five stages of grief, but have you heard of the four tasks of grief? And I was like, no, maybe those, that might be my thing. What are those? And he's like, number one is just acknowledging the situation, like full blown acknowledging it, meaning tell somebody. Um, number two is saying, what do I need to do around this to make myself? No, sorry. One is acknowledging the situation. And by that, he means don't just acknowledge it to yourself. You have to say it out loud to somebody. Number two is feeling it. Because when you feel every part of feeling really hurt, you start to feel more whole. So he's like, the hurt, don't, don't like start a movie or don't go out or don't do, don't bury yourself in work. Like feel the hurt. And on the other side of that, you'll feel more whole and you'll feel more like yourself. And then number three is acknowledge what you need to do to get through it and to move forward and take care of yourself around it. So that for me was journal, self-care, box more. Like I started having to really prioritize like my mornings. Yeah. Like I was like, those are, those are important. Those are pivotal. And then number four is it, let it give you purpose and then identify that and then take it and have like a very invested relationship with your purpose and say like, 
I went through this for a reason. So what's the reason? And then make that like your mission. I love that. I also, something else with the, the stages of grief that I remember you and I talking about was how you have these five stages, but they're not, is linear the right word? Or they're not all going to be the same amount of time. Right. Like you might be angry for a week, and you might be sad for six months or like vice versa. And that was super eye-opening seeing you go through all the stages because it's hard because like everyone's process through grief is going to be so different. Yeah, you're so right. And like the way the way grief and relief, mm-hmm. like there was times where I would be like, I'm so mad or I'm so sad, but I'm also n- would not trade this. Yeah. Like there were times where I would say to you, I remember being like, this, there were times where it physically, like, I was like, my heart hurts. Like, I, I, there was a couple of times, like, I fell. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, like, I'm in pain. But, so I could, I could also put myself out of that pain, and so could he. Like, we would, there were times we would have the saddest calls ever. And we would say to each other, we could stop this, right? You just say, let's not do this. Yeah. But we both knew the, o- the only way out was through. And, like, you have to keep going and it was so funny because I would be like, I'm in physical pain, but I'm also relieved. And I know what I'm doing is right. Mm-hmm. Like, fo- I've never understood, like, following your heart really. And on this one, it was like my heart just kept saying, like, keep going. Yeah. Grief is a crazy thing. Like, we all, like you said, go through those stages, but they're all so different and different time, li- like, lengths of time and how you deal with them is different. And it's just it's, – it's a very, like, eye-opening process. Yeah. And there's a lot of people like hurting Mm -hmm. in the world. Right. And I, I had, I, I had understanding and and kindness and empathy for them, but I've found girls that have texted me being like, okay, I've also been divorced. Some I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. So I've gone through that. And I just think, oh, they know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if somebody's heartbroken or how to, it, something like that just to say, I think you used to would have told me that and I at a dinner maybe and I would just be like, oh, I, you know, I'm really sorry. I hope you're okay. Good for you. But now I'll be like, because it, give, it gives you the purpose and the perspective. And I'm like, oh, if somebody's going through something, I'm going to, ha- and, and they're handling it the best they can, but maybe it's not what I think. Yeah. I'm going to have so much more just like love for them that I wouldn't have had had I not gone through it. I'm thankful for that. I love that. How has it been? With, like, a different friend dynamic, like, have you been making friends in a different way? Like, how have you been occupying your time? Like, do you have more hobbies? Because I feel like that's something that people struggle with the most when they get out of any type of relationship is, like, well, now what do I do with my time? Number one, with, like, on terms of friends, I've – my friends, like, really showed up for me. Mm -hmm. Um, When they understood – when I opened up, they were able to receive and that was that was nice. Um, I learned a lot about people in this um, time, and I felt a lot of love, respectfully, because I was pretty closed off too. And they they were like willing to love me when I gave them, you know, when I finally opened up about it to them. They were like, I was so thankful, and just like it really put the power of friendship in perspective for me. Mm-hmm. But you know what else is funny is I spent the past. I learned this. I spent the past five years almost not needing anyone else. Does that make sense? Like, I just felt like I had him. And I would make friends, obviously, but I kind of lived in my own little world. And I have this, like, love and appreciation right now and, like, craving to make, like, friends, but, like, meaningful friendships. And, like, I can – I have this ability to, like, show up more. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm on my own schedule. Yeah. And so I can I can be like, hey, do you want to go on a walk in the morning? And like, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I didn't ever have that in my adult life. Oh, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's you are fully in control of your schedule. And this will be the only time in your entire life where you will have full control, because as soon as you even get a boyfriend again or if you have kids like that instantly goes away. And it's such an empowering feeling to not have to, um, like, what's it called? Explain yourself to anyone or explain oh. yourself, explain what you're doing. Not in a bad way, but even if you had a boyfriend, you'd be like, 
oh, XYZ, I'm gonna go for a walk with my friends. Like, you don't want, you can just do whatever you want with ever having to explain yourself. I, I think that's like necessary for people to experience. You have to experience it because it also makes you appreciate not or you appreciate having someone you can explain yourself to so much more when that happens. Like you would want to. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that, that's the Paris thing. Like it took me a moment to realize you don't have to tell anyone. You don't know. You don't owe anyone an explanation. I don't have, I just pay for it. Yeah. Me. What? Like I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I can just do that. And, and that was like, whoa. And it's the same thing with whatever I do after this. Like, I just picked. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's so, you get it. But I've never, I don't know, I haven't had that. Like, you also get to know yourself, too. When you say, how do I spend my free time? You know, when I wake up on a Saturday and I think, all right, well, what am I going to do today? Mm-hmm. It's like, you could do anything. And then I look at what I pick to do. Like, if I box, if I walk. And I'm like, that was cool. Yeah. It can be a really scary thing, but I think if you flip the mindset to what you just said, being alone can be such a beautiful and empowering thing because a lot of people get go through breakups and they wake up and they're like, well, what am I supposed to do today? Like, what? what? And, and instead being like, what do I get to do today? Because I have little, the literal world at my fingertips because there's no one who can get in my way. That's a cool, yes. Not what, what do I, yeah. And there yeah. was a point. There was a time period where I would wake up and the days were heavy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, and it takes it takes everything in you to get up. But now I'm at this point where they're light and they're bright and they're happy and they're like opportunities. Yeah. I like the way you said that. Yeah, what do I get to do today? Anything. Yeah. Like you can, I can learn something. Like I want to do pottery, like mm-hmm. all these things. And I'm like, the only thing stopping me would just be me. And the spontaneity, which you'll start to see over like the next few months of your life of, you might have a Saturday when you're when you wake up when you have no plans and then all of a sudden you end up having the most fun Saturday of your life because someone random will text you or you'll run into someone on the street and they'll be like, what are you doing tonight? And you'll be like, wait, I have no plans. And you'll get to have this like unexpected night, which I remember being single. Those were the best nights when you literally thought you had nothing going on one weekend and then your whole weekend would be filled with just like spontaneity because you had no plans. You could do whatever you wanted. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you're going to – I'm. You're, like, it's obviously what you went through was so hard, but you're about to embark on, like, this new adventure that's going to be so exciting. I'm excited. And I and I want to let – I used to feel bad for being, like, excited, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought, no, because I – we had a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't work going forward. And I hope he's excited, you know, and I hope he's found, like, the purpose and the the love and the opportunity in it and sees the good. Yeah. Um. Because I'm, I'm really, I'm like, oh, 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 this is life. Yeah. And you're in the, the most amazing city and you're so young and like you have such a great mindset too where it's going to be very, a very fun foreseeable future. I can't believe we can say it now. I know. Like we sat and for, we've recorded so many episodes of just this like looming sort of secret thing. I know. And it was like just rip off the band-aid like it's not ideal and we didn't want to hurt anybody and there's just all these layers it feels so nice to be able to talk about your new journey of being single i can talk about pete we can talk about just media Uh we can talk about mean girl pod in any way shape or form like it's freedom in every facet and it's nice i know it's it's exciting do you have anything you want to talk about with just media since i made that really pretty transition (laughs) and i threw that ball to you um not really I think we're in the trenches right now still, yeah. <laughs> too, so. I think so, too. We'll, we'll keep you guys posted along the way. We're on, I would say, I would say we're talking to creators because we're going to on, we're hiring, we're working on cash flow. Yeah. There's so many moving parts, but it's, like, all very exciting. But I think the biggest thing people ask is, like, just, is it, what is it again? And it's, like, that's the network. Mm-hmm. And then we Mean Girl Pod's the first podcast, and then we're talking to a bunch of other ones, and then they will become part of the network, but it has to be the right fit. Exactly. Uh, did you have questions for me? Oh, oh, I I, I, they, I did, but they were they were about Pete, and they were mainly like I sprinkled them in. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, oh, we- but I do want to, I do want to know though, since you're, you know, still, obviously, obviously still dating, um, <laughs> very much so, what has been the new, like what phase are you in right now? What's like that, like, 
Um, I'm trying to remember what the phases were, but it's kind of like right now we're doing it like life feels normal. Like we go to the store together. Like what phase are you in? So we're starting to enter like the doing normal things, but he still lives in Connecticut. So we don't get to do the, like, I can't just like go over to his apartment at the end of the day and have make dinner together. You know what I mean? It's still very planned, but it's in like the, I want to be with you every second of every day uh-huh. phase. Like he leaves yeah. and I'm like, when do I get to see you next? And I, I feel so bad saying this, but like, no matter what I'm doing, if I'm with my friends and family, I only want to be with him all the time. That is so sweet. That I, is so sweet. I know it's it's so scary though because I've never felt this way about someone. But he so very clearly feels the same way, and that's just so refreshing. Well, of like, course he does. There's <laughs> yeah, he does. There's but you, with you guys, it was so it was so nice to watch. Mm-hmm. No games. Nope. Not. It was just very, we like each other, and it was just boom done. And it was like we never had to construct a text to him or make a move. It was just like we like each other, and I think that's comforting. You know that he, I was thinking about this the other day. Because I told you everything about every, I mean, you know about every minute detail of every guy I've dated. Yeah. And I think he was the only guy where I never was stressed, never spoke badly of, and never was like, Alex, what do I say to him? You liked him from the very beginning. It was just easy with him. It was just, it was a fit. Yeah. And it's been really, I I like though that you guys get to date the first four, four and a half, I guess at the time, mm-hmm. months until he, then, he, then he moves to the city. Like, yeah. that's going to be an added extra, like, just come over. Like, I think that will be, that's a fun timeline. Oh, I cannot wait to just, like, go over to his apartment after a long day. Like, pop open a bottle of wine and, like, sit on the couch and just chat. Hang out. Make dinner. It's going to be freaking awesome. Ugh. So in, in two weeks, he'll be moved. Or after right after Thanksgiving, he'll officially be living in New York. Uh, that's going to be here before you know it. And then that will be... Easy. I know. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, we're going to do some fun questions. Yes. We're trying to add a little bit of f- funness to that. Some spice. <laughs> add some spice in our life. Um, okay. Best place for guys to meet girls. Gym or bar? I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> the gym. Okay, so. The worst. Me- this is, oh, I hate that I can't remember the word. It's like. It's like fish where you eat, or it's like oh, um, oh my gosh, yes, the saying. Yeah, it's like meet people. Like it's it's pretty much saying like don't go to a bar to meet people because everyone at the bar is out having fun and like looking to fuck around. Like meet someone in an area that's like more intentional, like at a coffee shop or on a dating app. Right, right. Like meet them where you want to see them. Yeah, the type of person you'd want to be with. Yeah. Fish where you eat? Fish. I, yeah, I know. I know the saying. It's going to piss me off. Some people used to always tell that because I used to always be like, I, I want to go out and meet guys. And my friends would be like, why? They're the worst types that you're meeting at the bars. <laughs> so LinkedIn's a good spot. <laughs> Actually, those I mean, DMs. you know what I mean? Like a like an investor pitch startup thing. Go there. Um, St. Ambrose in Tribeca. Oh, go there. Go there. Pop. I told my two single friends, pop. Your butt's down there all day on a work day. Work from that area. Yeah, right. Businessmen. Go See in. them there. Yeah. yeah. That's a good, it's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, coffee shops. Park. Park. If I had a dog, I'd bring it to the dog park every day. And you would, that's a great way. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Gyms a no. <laughs> no. Bars a no. Bar, no. But like, be, or being set up, or like a dinner, like mm-hmm. without with friends or something like that, then you know everyone's kind of in the same dating apps yeah there you go um do's and don'ts in the dms you know what i think about dms just in general what the way you start them is is whether or not the person clicks on them yeah so it's so important like just just even if you're doing a pitch yes like that's starting like people have to think about that they, you can only see so much of it like bang it out right there don't say hi, just hi like that dm has to be funny unique witty polite polite like the, like i remember when i used to read my dms there was a few that i thought about responding cuz they made me laugh out loud error and i think i don't know why but like error short Yes. We don't need like the long era short snackable snack size content. Yeah. It has to be. That's like how Nick Vial met his now, I think, I don't know if they're married or engaged, but she slid into his DMs and it was just like a funny DM. And he was like, wait, that was 
a lot of girls don't say funny things. And she she was really funny. Cute. But, I love that. But it was like a one, it was like two words. Okay. I can't remember what it was. That's good. Yeah, but I but I think short, sweet, and yeah, humor's good. Yeah. Uh, style do's and don'ts for men. I'm I I love jackets lately. Like guys wearing like a nice, not a suit jacket, but this like fall type, like any kind of jacket. Whether that's like a a plaid, nice, like you can solve so many problems by just putting the jacket over it. Mm-hmm. For me, I just love like a clean shoe, like mm. a nice clean white Nike or like um, a nice lace-up boot or a nice dress shoe. I just hate like a dirty sneaker. Oh my gosh, shoes. Well, they always say, what oh, a shoes and a watch can tell you everything you know about a guy. Mm-hmm. Shoes, it's so true. Also like a, a, a blank shirt, like a black, just yes. a black shirt always, or just a black sweater. Like you can't go wrong with the solids. And in pants, I, I'm not a big denim gal, but I love like a nice, like I've been saying this since we started the pod, like ABC slim cut or what do you say? Did you say black jeans? Mm-hmm. Those are nice. Anything. Just like not like that very light denim. Maybe not a khaki. Yeah. I mean, maybe not, no khaki moments. I don't mind dark jeans. Uh, P or dark jeans. I was like, wait, those are like really nice. I I can love a jean. Yeah. But, I, but I'm also like, I'm going to air a bit westerny. Yeah. But, you know, I don't mind like a denim, a proper denim, a great length on the denim. Yeah. Let's really watch the ankle showing ratio. <laughs> Gentlemen. The one thing I'll say too is I hate. And it, 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 it totally is subjective to what you're doing. Like if you're at the office and you're, your, and you're on your feet all day or if you have a job that requires you to be on your feet at it, whatever. When a guy has like a, a very nice outfit on and then they have like their hokas. No. Or the like their A6s. Those O-N, those on things. Yeah. The, the, because nice tennis shoes that are comfortable do exist. Yes. <laughs> Pete, I'm saying this because he has hokas. And that's fine if he wears them. To run. Well, and like to, to sit at his office, but as soon as he leaves his desk, he puts his dress shoes on. Got to. That's fine. But like if I went on a date with a guy and he had like really nice jeans and like a really nice shirt and then Hoka's on, I would be like, no. Mm, no. 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 The shoe is very important. We're big shoe gals. Yeah. And most gals are. So invest in some shoes. Yeah. Like if, if you all, I think if all else fails too, like just an all black common project shoe, mm. like, like just all black too. So they're not going to get that dirty. Yeah. Cause they're black and the soul's black. Like you could just do that. I love that. Okay. Well, do you want to do what you do best? I feel like you haven't done this in a wow. long time. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow us, like us and and send us to a friend on um, Snapchat. We have a Snapchat show. TikTok, Instagram, at Mean Girl Pod, um, YouTube, Twitter. There we go. Oh, also, since this will be coming out the 13th of November, merch is coming out very, very, very soon. That's a good point. I can't say the exact date just in case. <laughs> you never know. But like in the next week or so, look out on our Instagram because we're dropping a lot of merch for the holidays. Merch and also we're on Patreon now. So yes, head over there for exclusive content. Yes. Okay. I love you guys. I love you.